Welcome to Mama's Got This, a podcast on all the ups and downs of raising a family with inside tips and tricks from both your fellow moms and industry experts. Here's your host, Laura Ziobro. Hi, I'm Laura Ziobro. Welcome back to Mama's Got This. Today I'm joined by um, Ariana Brooks, a friend of mine who is a mother of two kids. She's a former elementary school teacher, a kids yoga instructor, and a Jewish cultural advocate. She lives in Chicago. She just launched her debut book, uh, debut children's book. It's called My Mushy Matzo Ball, and it's a delightful, colorful exploration of Jewish foods, and it's for children's age zero to three. Um, it's all about connecting, you know, Jewish families through food and love, and it's very cool. So I just, I'm really excited to have Ariana here today to talk a little bit about, you know, her book and a little bit about, you know, homemade traditions and her family. Welcome, Ariana. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, tell us a little bit more about, you know, the idea for your book, like what, you know, what inspired you to write this book about, you know, Jewish food um, in the first place? So it all started not that long ago, but it feels like a long time ago. At the start of the pandemic, um, my, I have two small kids and their school was, we're going to close it for like a week and then we're going to take off the two weeks for spring break. That's all I knew. So I thought, okay, I'm going to my mom's for probably about three weeks, and then I'll just come back. So I needed the childcare, so I went to my mom's in Bloomington, Indiana, and it was a really scary, unstable time, as it was for everybody. And my mom did her best to make it feel normal and to make it feel like we're just having a great time. And we called it, we branded it as Yaya Camp. And we were, oh, we're at Yaya Camp, and at Yaya Camp, we bake stuff, and we do, um, there were goats that lived down the street, we went and visited them, and it was just this fun thing, but it all felt the same. And to differentiate the day, she made um, Shabbat dinner every Friday, and for Shabbat dinner, she made matzo ball soup, and the matzo ball soup was something that we all looked forward to every week, and she would also make challah with my, um, my son. And my daughter was barely walking then, but she was a huge, huge advocate for matzo ball soup. <laughs> she was always co covered in it from every meal. So that's where the inspiration came from. That's so cool. Um, and I'm, I'm very impressed. So you, your little daughter was, was, was having the soup. That's so impressive. She's such an adventurous eater. It's fantastic. She is curious about so many different things. And I'll say, her name is Isabella, and I'll say, Isabella, it's really spicy. I don't know if you should try this. And she, she'll go, I got it. I got it. <laughs> and so she just tries it. it all. My son is not as adventurous at all. That's fair. I know, how that, yeah. I know how the ladder goes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Why, do you think, why did you think that a board book, you know, and, and specifically the ages like zero to three was such a good age to start with kind of introducing Jewish food to your children? Well, I think that when you are a newborn baby, this is the best time for you to learn about food and hear kind words and have that um, warmth. And I thought that a board book was a, a great way to let the baby kind of be part of it. You can touch it, it feels good, and you can also drool on it and it can be wiped down. I mean, it's very parent and child friendly. And so that's why I came up with the board book idea and the zero to three age, I just thought worked really well with a board book. 
Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. And I know I talked a little bit about, you know, you being so adventurous with starting her with soup so early. Um, so I guess, did you really start with them eating all of the different kind of traditional foods at that early age? And if so, as Ari said, thank, you know, very, very, a lot of kudos for you. Um, and I would love to hear a little bit about sort of how you handled approaching um, introducing that, because I think as, as most parents, I think would agree, like, it can be a little bit daunting to introduce foods that, you know, with picky eaters, like, you know, get a lot of rejections, all of that. So, you know, that can be a very challenging thing for parents. So I think it would be helpful to share for other listeners who are kind of looking for ideas as they try to get their children, you know, to introduce food items to their children. Well, um, thank you. I, I feel, you know, with my first child, we were very into having no sugar. His birthday cake was, a pancake that I could microwave from Trader Joe's. It wasn't a cake at all. And then, you know, my daughter came and he was already eating sugar at that point, um, two years into his life. And um, so we, I mean, there's n- we, we don't hold back. We eat all the sugar. So Baca, <laughs> she's tried, you know, she's tried um, pretty much every item in that book. She loves blintzes and, um, he loves blintzes, but I think he likes it more with the whipped cream and the berries and everything on top. I think the masa ball soup, though, was just, it's such a good gateway to traditional food because it's kind of, you don't need teeth for any of it. Masa balls are pretty easy to gum down. And then there's parsnips and carrots in it and uh, shredded chicken and all of it can just be eaten without teeth. So it, um, that's what I grew up having as baby food. My mom would just mash it from the soup. And so it felt just like a natural progression for me to do that for my kids and to introduce them to the food because it was already there and just make it easier. Plus, it's really fun to play with for kids. There's a really nice yeah. tactile component to it. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm I'm not Jewish, but like to me... And that's why it's interesting to hear you talk about it, because, like, yeah. that would have been an interesting kind of combination to try with our kids, because I don't think they've had a lot of those items at all. Mm-hmm. So I think anything like that where you're mushing it up with them and they're getting to kind of play around and, and taste it, I think, is, is a great introduction to, you know, any kind of food. And that would be a great addition for, I think, anyone at that age to, to try out as well. That's very cool. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I, I think broth is more challenging for sure but the components I think are easier um the my daughter tends to make soup into kind of a paraffin she puts her hands in and she kind of like <laughs> rubs them around in the, and then she ends up being coated in it um so it's a bath before the bath but um soup aside the masa ball components I think are really great for babies yeah no I think so too so I know you're a big from a big family five kids a lot of mm-hmm. kids um, yeah, so do, a lot you of feel that, you know, <laughs> do you feel that Judaism, especially um, Jewish, Jewish food, was such a was a big part of your upbringing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I grew up having Shabbat dinner every Friday night, and it was this whole big thing in my family. Um, and I just remember when I was in high school thinking it was so uncool, and I just wanted to go and hang out with my friends already, and why do we have to do this whole big production of a dinner? And then when... I went to college, I realized just how special that was and how nice that was to be all together. You know, my dad would cut the challah and every single week on Friday, he would be, oh, I cut my finger, oh, and he would make this joke and we'd all roll our eyes and we'd laugh and it was just this nice kind of ritual that we did and matzo soup was always part of it. 
No, that's so cool. Like I love I love those moments where families kind of gather like around food. I'm, I'm a big foodie. So I love those moments yeah. where kind of food and family intersect. And I love that that's like something that's not just, you know, a few times during the year. That was like a weekly occurrence for you guys. I think that's so cool and something that you're, you know, contending with your children, your children as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was really special. My mom also made um, brisket for it. Ooh, and we okay. have brisket for um, for Shabbat and Another thing, when you're in high school and you're getting it all the time for Friday, I was just like, I'm no more of this mushy meat. I'm over the mushy meat. And then I go to college and I realized how good it was. And what was I complaining about? I love mushy meat. And so brisket's back up there for me. I really love it. <laughs> Are there any other like staples? I know you mentioned the matzo ball soup and now you've mentioned Neuron's brisket. Like is, mm-hmm. is, are those some of the, the dishes that you have the most fond memories of or any other favorites from your childhood that you've kind of like, maybe your mom had like a favorite, your favorite recipe that your mom had her like staple that she used. That's like, Oh, you're like, this is my mom's X, Y, Z recipe. Like, is there anything like that? That's, you know, in your family? Oh yeah. I mean, besides what I've already mentioned, Kugel was a really big part of it. Mm-hmm. And Kugel okay. is, a noodle pudding, it's, that's how my mom defines it, but noodle pudding sounds so gross. So it's, it's kind of like noodles in almost like a lasagna with fruit interspersed throughout. And she would just use one of those cans of fruit with the maraschino cherries in it. So it's not a fancy meal at all, but it's a nice side dish. And I would eat it as a side dish or as dessert um, with the meal. And like the joke in my family is my mom just always makes it in, something into a kugel. So it always tastes like a kugel test. <laughs> so it's, I mean, I think I couldn't have a, a dinner that didn't include a kugel, you know, for talking about traditional food. No, that makes sense. That is very cool. How do you hope that your children <laughs> will also kind of see Jewish food connected to their Judaism and, and like to their family? I hope that they connect the family and the ritual and the tradition to the food and they see it as a connector a connector to family a connector to love um and a connector to culture that makes sense i i feel like i have so much connection to like thinking about food and family and traditions and that kind of things as well um i'm from the yeah. south i'm not, i'm not jewish but like very different context but also like a same sentiment and i think it's so important so i think that's really really cool and really really important Unless um, I mentioned so I the know. brisket. I thought you could understand yeah. the brisket part. Oh. <laughs> I definitely understand the brisket. Miss me some Southern brisket. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I know yes. you have your background as a teacher. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's such an interesting application of your, you know, your background kind of intersecting with this opportunity to write this book. Um, you know, so do you think this helps you, helped you to understand, you know, your children differently than you may would, maybe would have otherwise if you were not? And like, did that factor into how you approached, you know, how you wrote this book? Oh, absolutely. I think being a teacher prepares you for parenthood. And being a teacher also, I was a third grade teacher. And so this book obviously is much younger than what I would have read to my class. But you get an idea for the audience. And um, as a teacher, you also know how to work with your audience. So when you have kids, you know, you're the boss, you're the leader. And that even when things escalate, you have to keep yourself here. And it's very tough, but it's something that as a teacher, I was able to cultivate. I'm not saying that I don't get riled up by my kids. I definitely do. But it's really important to just take a deep breath 
take a step back and just calm down from it. And um, when coming up with the book, I was just thinking, you know, I wanted to make the book um, something that made kids feel good and made them feel loved. And I saw that with my students, that when you read books about kindness, they were kinder. And when you read books about kindness to kids, uh, to babies, it kind of sets them up for that. That was my idea behind that. No, that makes that makes so much sense. So I know there's so many different types of foods kind of touched on in, you yeah. know, in the My Mushy Matzo Ball book. Um, yeah. Curious to know kind of what are some of your kids' favorite and uh, maybe least favorite items off the menu in the book? <laughs> well, I mean, I think that they could eat all the sweet things any day of the week. I think babka is always going to be a winner. I think that blintzes are always a winner, especially when you garnish them. Um, with other sweet things, but the matzo ball soup is just something that always feels good, that always connects to them. And I think they just are not feeling the knishes. Knishes are a tough sell. They don't like the taste or the smell or what's inside of it. So I think knishes are the hardest one for them to swallow. That's fair. Kids yeah. definitely <laughs> let you know what they think and what they want or don't want, right? So Immediately. Immediate. Um, so I'm curious, like this is obviously your first book. Um, are there yeah. any, you know, potential sequels on the horizon? You know, I know I, I'd mentioned to you, like maybe some, I'm going to say this wrong, probably. Hamantaschen? Did I say that right? Uh, for Purim? Like, you know, yeah. maybe something like that. Like, are there, are there any, any things that you're potentially eyeing for in the next book? Or, or are you just kind of getting started and, and seeing what you, what you want to do from here? Yeah, you know, I think that it's, you know, that's so funny that you said it out about home intention because my mom actually was saying, oh, your next book needs to be called like the happy home intention and do something that involves a home intention being happy. And um, I think that that has legs, but there's also, I like the idea of kind of growing with the babies in the book and mm -hmm. doing something that kind of builds upon that and um, kind of seeing how the babies mature in a like kind that. and compassionate way. I think there's there's always a market for more books about kindness because children need some more prompts on that, I think, throughout their their years, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that it's some some people are innately kind and some people need to be taught it, but either way, mm -hmm. it's important to just have these resources. All right. And of course, before we close, I uh, just want to give you a moment to stop and tell everybody about where they can, you know, buy your book and also where they can find you on social media. Great. You can buy my book at mymushymasterball.com and you can find me on Instagram at mymushymasterball. All right. Perfect. I will also include the URLs and all of that in the show notes so that it's super easy for Fantastic. you guys to find it as well, just in case. Um, cool. So, uh, thank you so much for coming on today to, you know, tell us a little bit more about, you know, the important role of food, you know, to your family, how you've approached celebrating with your little ones and introducing some of these, um, wonderful family food traditions. Um, I know you've inspired me to push, you know, ours to be a little bit more adventurous when it comes to trying food, um, you know, to include them in on those existing family food traditions, um, which can be a bit challenging with little ones at time, but, you know, hopefully it will help um, our listeners as well um, to do the same with theirs, their children. So thank you so much. And I'll be back soon with uh, more ideas to help you tackle the parenting challenges that have come your way in your life. And until then, hope you all are well. Thanks so much, Ariana.
Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye.